Measles is preventable. There can be these invisible clouds of sort of micro droplets. Hey, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm calm, calm down a bit here. The viciousness and barbarity. Overnight swastikas had been spray painted. They can wrap shrimp in their deli. And they died from an accident. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. See, Todd's up this game. Todd, to put the sound together for the introduction, upped his game. We're getting his B game now. We might get the A game tomorrow, the way he's going. That was, that was play, good. You play your cards right. You yeah. Might. That was excellent. But well, we've only just begun. There's so many opportunities for you to mess up, Todd. It's, I don't want <laughs> oh, to put too much Starting with you saying we only just begin. Well, did I just say we only just yeah, begin? You yeah. did. Yeah. I'm time to up your game out. there, Bill. Yeah, I got to up my game. <laughs> I'm I, I got to actually lower my medication is what <laughs> got to happen. Uh, I, I heard you actually, you were putting together something in your office after the show. And I heard myself, and I, did I actually just say that? That's not what I was thinking at the time at all. I'm in a drug-induced, cold-infected haze. See, that made no sense either. See what I did there? And that wasn't even on purpose. I, wasn't I don't like it. I don't, I don't have any um, vocabulary right now. Okay, we got to get to something serious. Here are some of the stories trending through the lunch hour today. Jordan has executed two Al-Qaeda prisoners after losing their pilot. Terrible way they lost that pilot. Honestly, I would with pleasure give her up for the innocent Jordanian pilot that was killed. So horribly. And my heart goes out to his family. He was martyred. He was burned to death. That is a surprising answer to a question I put to an L.A. mother who lost her daughter in Jordan's 9-11. That's what they call it when those hotel suicide bombings killed 57 people. And the woman who was hanged today that the ISIS wanted to exchange for, she had a suicide vest on. She and her husband walked into a hotel lobby. He blew up. Her vest didn't work. Yeah, I'm doing air quotes. Her vest didn't work. I think she just was a coward in the end. But anyway, uh, she's now a dead coward, one way or the other. I hope that's not all Jordan is going to do. It's more than we would have done. We wouldn't have executed anybody in this circumstance. But I hope it's not all they're going to do. It's time countries like Jordan, other Middle Eastern countries, stepped up their game against ISIS. Well, Jordan is the only country really over there that has a real military besides Iran. I mean, that's why they say a lot of these other uh, Middle East countries don't really do much more than what we're doing because they're kind of hollow. We've trained them. We've supplied. And given their attitude towards Israel, it's true, best that true. they are. But Jordan's got one of the few that has teeth that could actually do yeah, something. Yeah, but Egypt, too. Yeah, but what do they ever do? And we really want to and see Saudi these Arabia's Eastern... got a lot of money. Mm, yeah. We got to see these Middle East countries really stepping up, like like Jordan. And I think we're going to see more from Jordan, and because it's got to come from that region. Yeah, we all you know would love to see America. Let's drop some nukes on there, and there's that part of us that would like that. But because of our place in the world, that were other considerations. But Jordan can't afford to take this kind of response. Yeah, but meanwhile, our to... White House has been saying eh, measured response. Let's not overdo it. What is the measured response to seeing one of your pilots burned alive? What's the measured response to that? I think our measured response would be different if it was an American pilot. Oh, yeah. yeah we wouldn't, no one would be able to tell us to be measured. Yeah. You, would you think you could tell Israel to be measured in their response to this? We'll they, invade they countries be. at random, baby. 
The first all-female mosque is opening in Los Angeles. Around 150 women gathered at an interfaith center in Los Angeles for what's believed to be the first all-female mosque in America. It aims to present an alternative to traditional mosques by creating an all-female space for prayer led by a female imam. And the only person we could find to report on it was from Ireland. <laughs> why, are, why are we hearing the Irish woman talk about a Los Angeles uh, mosque? The building used to be a synagogue, interestingly enough. Uh, and uh, it's because uh, the, uh, segregated sex mosques around the world are, are more common than they are here. This is the first one in America. And because in most mosques, even though the Muslim community is, is becoming more welcoming of women you know, at, at places of worship, they're still kind of relegated to uh, you got to go to the basement, you got to go out here on the balcony or whatever. So this is the first female-only mosque in L.A. at Pico Union. Okay. And that's all I have to say on it. Thanks. I don't think I'll ever be going. So I, I, don't, I don't really have Well, you could dress up in, in a burqa, perhaps, and no one's going to know. Then nobody would know. I'd be a big woman in a burqa. <laughs> That's racist. I'd be a, be a big I'd, burqa. I'd pay to see that. Big burqa bill. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly be an improvement. I mean, I, I don't see anyone denying that. But Hey, Todd, your burqa wouldn't be much smaller than mine, pal. So. No, you're, you're right. Mine, mine would be, be like a, a tent for... Like a, and Brian and I could <laughs> go in a single burqa and be... Never mind. They could actually hold the service in my burqa. <laughs> That's how big it is. Cal State LA is canceling the sex toys event. Parents complained. Um, 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 it is like shocking when you see it. I think that it's okay. No, <laughs> I don't agree with that. The university confirms the event was slated to use money from student fees meant for student activities, clubs, and events. With the money, the monies can be allocated. Um, no better than this. I mean, it's informational, I guess. Agree or not, students are no longer allowed to learn these kind of new skills on campus. We apologize we couldn't find an Irish reporter to tell you about that. <laughs> That's hot, I guess. In L.A. I don't know. How would you feel about your college kids funding an event and planning an event with sex toys? That's, I wouldn't yeah. like it, but they're adults, aren't they? Not Almost, sort of. See, I don't have kids, so it's hard for me to weigh in. I would be okay with my cat playing with sex toys. Yeah, well, chip his right, teeth. That's, be that's weird even Well, for I mean, you know, it's sex, sex toys in university. There are plenty sex of toys sex are for, toys already. For old people who are bored out of their minds no, having sex with not. the same person. No. Year after year, year after year. year. Not quite, my friend. it up and start bringing in vibrating devices. Not quite, my friend. Did you use sex toys when you were 18? Um, I'm not going to answer that question. Yeah, let's let's not. That would be nice. You have your own sex toys at 18. Each other. I was a sex toy baby. Uh huh. You see, you're right. I shouldn't have asked because now I got the. <laughs> now image. you're sorry. I'm I, still stuck on his cat using sex <laughs> toys. Yeah, my cat's barely a teenager. Well, North Korea is uh, not unusually warning the U.S. of a disastrous final doom. And North Korea has neither the need nor the willingness to sit at the negotiating table with the U.S. any longer. It is our firm resolution 
to counteract through our own nuclear strikes if the United States provokes a nuclear war <laughs> and bring the U.S. to an early demise with our own preeminent cyber warfare. The U.S. tries to bring us down through a cyber attack. That would be scary if they weren't yelling and screaming all the time. You know, they're like that parent who blusters and threatens and never actually carries. You them. know what? I went back. I was bored when I was sick last week. I went back and went through the Drudge archives. This is how lame I am. And they have been predicting our demise and doom since at least 2001 with the same tired old BS. And I kind of thought, you know what? Who cares anymore? It seems like their they whole just... military structure is built on promising the death and destruction of the United States. Well, not only that, but they, they every time they want something from the international community, they threaten to kill us. And then we have always kind of capitulated and given them something and... Then they threaten us again, and they they couldn't they couldn't live without us. Who would they threaten? Well, what would they be without South the Korea. United States? And yeah, I, I'm here. not staying up at night worrying about that one. But the audience, Lance is great. Armstrong, would lie about something. This is a shocking revelation. Shocking. There's going to be a what's the word I was using? Backlash? No, a lashing. lashing. It's going to be a lashing. lashing. I'm out, out. Never mind. Uh, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> May have told a little, little tiny little lie. We'll tell you about that one. Coming up next, first rock. KFI AM six forty. Bill Carroll. We're looking at some of the stories trending this hour. Coming up at twelve thirty-five, you'll meet a Los Angeles woman who lost her ex-husband and daughter in the terrorist attack in Jordan. One of those terrorists was the woman hanged today, and get her. Pretty surprising reaction, I think, to the events of today. And she'll uh, recount that story of the day that she lost her daughter and her ex-husband that she was very close to. So that's coming up. You're going to meet her at 1235. Let's get back to some of the stories we're talking about, though. Uh, Lance Armstrong's longtime girlfriend lied to the police. Did you ever blood dope or use blood transfusions to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. Did you ever use any other banned substances like testosterone, uh, cortisone, or human growth hormone? Yes. In your opinion, was it humanly possible to win the Tour de France without doping seven times in a row? Not in my opinion. Are you the world's biggest wussy? Yes. Yeah, I think it's interesting. The, uh, the headlines, a lot of them talk about how his girlfriend lied. After he hit some parked vehicles. He was driving. She said she was driving. She did lie, but so did he. Man up and say, I'm driving a car. I mean, he had to have been part of the plan. Okay, you say you were driving. We don't want... Is he worried that he's got some reputation left to preserve? Yeah, what's he... I don't understand. Well, and she claims, by the way, that, hey, listen, she's still taking the fall for him on some level. She said, hey, you know, listen, if if, if we tell them that it's me... Nobody really cares about me, and it won't cause us Yeah, they were together. hoping it wouldn't get any press. Oh. Right. You see her name. She's been booked. She's been ticketed. So what? Who's that? We don't know who it is. Stockholm Syndrome. She's even buying into his <laughs> DS. Well, yeah. I mean, this guy just doesn't take any accountability for anything the, he does the in thing, his life. We had this guy as a hero for how many years? And he turns out to be the biggest, wuss, the most hollowest kind of a man. Man, I mean, you got to have some big cojones to pull off. No, you actually like need that. little shriveled ones, and he probably or and that's a what shriveled he, one. Yeah, and he has it. Oh, See, I on. set you guys up for the low-hanging fruit, that was, oh. so to speak, and you guys grabbed it. 
all the way around. But at least we didn't rub it. <laughs> and strangely, Todd is not the one who went there. I know. I, know. No, no. I mean, I, he's, I, do think he's, he's, I do think he's an a-hole, but I... When yeah. you've raised the moral bar, <laughs> we, we really have a problem here. Huge, huge problem. The video I think most people have seen by now, that plane, the Taiwan plane, mm. it's crashing into the river, caught on... Dash cam video. Dash cam. Yeah. A dramatic scene playing out on the Taipei River on Wednesday after a Taiwanese Trans-Asia Airways plane crashed into the waterway shortly after takeoff. Emergency officials in inflatable boats worked frantically to save the passengers from the partially submerged fuselage. The ATR-72-600 turboprop had just taken off from the downtown Songshan Airport for a domestic flight to the island of Kinmen. And you can see in the video that the uh, wing of the plane clipped a guy in a, in a van or a truck ahead of him on the dash cam video, clipped that car, and then I saw a picture later of the car, the vehicle that the plane hit, and uh, wow. I, hmm. Just driving along, and all of a sudden, driving, and you get hit by a plane. Yeah. You know, if you live How in, often does that happen? If you live in San Diego and grow up there like I did, you wait, you wait every year for that to happen almost, mm-hmm. because the way the planes fly over I-5, when I lived field. in Fort Lauderdale, it was exactly the same thing. I was in a neighborhood that was right across from the airport and kept waiting. One one of these days, a plane's going to crash into our neighborhood. But go back and look at the video again and see how it sort of comes out of nowhere over top of a whole row of apartment buildings. That's the really fortunate part, that it didn't crash into those buildings. Not a good year for Asian airlines this year, or even last year, I should say. Right? This is the second Trans Air. The one that fell into the well, Java Sea? TransAsia, I think, Trans-Asia? is a different company. AirAsia is the other company. No, he meant Asian as in that part of the world, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I watched this and I thought to myself, not that I'll never fly again. I thought, i got to get a dash cam. Yeah. GoPro. That, that, was, your, that was your final takeaway. Yeah, that's yeah. my takeaway. i got to get a dash cam. <laughs> because imagine if a plane crashes right in front of me and I don't have video of it. How am I going to feel at that point? Yeah. Well, that's going to suck for you. A buddy of mine, TV anchor, got a dash cam before anybody I knew had one. I've been so jealous ever since, and I've been able to justify it, but they're not expensive, and they loop around like two or three hours of video that they uh, they record, and uh, it'd be great to have. Everybody else in the world has them except in this country. And we have a lot of insurance fraud in this country. No, we need them. You know, where people uh, pull up in front of you and hit the brakes, you ram into them, and then they slam you from behind. Well, and that's why they yeah. got so popular in, in, like, Russia, for example, right? And initially, that's why the dash cams got so popular was insurance fraud. Yeah, we're gonna. It's not legal to do that. Is it not legal to do what? Pull up in front of someone and just hit your brakes when you're really pissed off. No, Mm. it's probably not. Yeah, especially if you okay. Just check. Not that I've done that before. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. No, no, I've never done that. You know what service animals are? People people go in, they lie usually just because they can take their dog everywhere they want. It's a service dog. I have post traumatic stress disorder or. Uh, I get panic attacks, or basically it's just, I want to be able to take my cat or dog where other people can't. Uh, How about this woman kicked out of McDonald's over her service animal? Headline, kangaroo kicked out. It's a bizarre story out of Beaver Dam. A couple asked to leave a McDonald's restaurant for bringing their pet kangaroo inside. Of course, it does cause a lot of attention because you don't see a kangaroo every day, especially out of a cage, you know. (sighs) If she'd brought a beaver. Into the McDonald's no. and Beaver, Beaver Dam. Dam. No one can complain Different about that. Different thing. You right? can't. What can you say about that? Dan Beaver. Town is named after. Yeah. But how a do kangaroo. you get? How do you? Wait, wait, wait. How do you get a, a kangaroo in Wisconsin? Well, uh, hop in. Hop right on in with that. The hopper. <laughs> you got it out of the hopper. <laughs> People have pet kangaroos. Really? Pick it out of the pouch. 
Well, it depends. How big is this thing? Was it a little baby? Well, it's one? a little baby, little baby kangaroo, yeah. and uh, she says uh, they, they have a, a letter from a doctor, and it's a therapy animal because she's dealing with cancer, and so the animal helps her calm down. You can't bring your kangaroo to McDonald's. Cancer or no cancer? Even if beaver dam. How absurd is that? Mm. Well, I kind of like it actually. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a pet kangaroo. I kind of wouldn't mind a pet kangaroo Although, either. Couldn't they uh, kick you with those back legs, beat Hell the crap yeah. out of you? I don't yeah. know. And you know they're a delicacy in Australia. They're mm. delicious, apparently. Stop. They do not. Do they do? People eat kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you looking at me like kangaroos in Australia. You talk to an Australian. They're like rats. They're everywhere. They're they're not enamored with their kangaroos. What about the other little cute ones that hang out in the trees? Do they kill and eat them too? Not that I know of. The koala bears. The koala bears. Koala no. bears. No, you can get too much money selling them to a zoo somewhere. Dude, don't eat koala bears. That's racist. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, coming up next, you're going to meet the local woman who lost family members and loved ones on Jordan's 9-11. And how does she feel today to see the woman responsible for that murder hanged in Jordan? Her answer is going to surprise you coming up next. Rob, what do you think? KFI AM 640. Bill Carroll, we got an email yesterday from uh, someone named Rula, and she said, we should know that there's an L.A. connection to this ISIS Jordan bombing suspect. This is the woman that ISIS wanted in exchange for the pilot, burned the pilot while he was alive, burned him to death, and Jordan has since hanged that woman and uh, another one of their al-Qaeda suspects. She said, uh, you got to meet this woman. you got to talk to her because she's personally involved in this. The victims, two of the victims, of the 57 victims who died on what is called the Jordan's 9-11, are Rima Akkad uh, Munla and Musafa Akkad, raised here in Los Angeles. They died attending a wedding in Jordan. They weren't at the main wedding that was attacked. But they were there at the Marriott Hotel when the suicide bombing occurred, and they died. Rima attended Brentwood High School in USC. She was a mother of two beautiful boys. Mustafa, her dad, was an important producer and director of a lot of movies, including the Halloween series of movies. And they have surviving family here in Los Angeles, she told us, as well as many friends who mourn their deaths and who wish for vindication for this tragedy. And so... They put us in touch with Rina Akkad. She is the ex-wife of Musafa and the mother of Rima. Her name is Patty Akkad. And I had a chance to talk to her this morning just before the show started and uh, talked to her about what is called Jordan's 9-11, if she thought that's an appropriate way to describe it. Well, it was uh, 9-11 directed at us. The United States. It was on 9/11. Just happens to be the way they write the date over there. 9/11 means 9 November, but it so that's when it occurred, 9th of November 2005. But it was directed in American Hotel, the Hyatt Hotel, to remind us of 9/11. And tell me a little bit about your daughter who was there along with your ex-husband, right? Who was remarried? Yes. Uh, Rima went to see her dad and uh, his wife, who had gone to a wedding in Amman. And um, my daughter was married to someone from Beirut, and they had two little children, and she worked for United Nations as a civilian employee in the peacekeeping mission, which is pretty ironic if you think about it. It sure is. Sounds like Rima. How old was she? Because she sounds like a, a very caring person. 
Rima was 34, and she had so many friends and family that would tell you she's one of the kindest, most generous people there ever was. And her father, too. He cared so much about people everywhere he went. Uh, they were both greatly loved. So having this uh, woman uh, hostage, that the woman that, uh, not hostage, the woman, the bomber, would-be bomber, went in with her husband into the hotel, and when his bomb exploded and hers did not, so she survived. But this woman has been on death row now for nine years, and I thought she had long since been executed. But bringing this up now, of course, brings up all the sadness and everything again for the family and for the friends of Mustafa and Rima and all the other people that were killed on that day. Tell me a little bit more, though, about how your daughter died and how your ex-husband died. Where were they and the, what happened? They had greeted one another, apparently. This is the story we got. They had greeted one another, and um, he went back to sit down. He was having a drink waiting for her, and she went to the check-in desk when it occurred because they... Uh, she had she greeted some friends that she had seen, so they did not die, and they were witnesses to that fact that they had greeted each other, given each other a hug, and she went to sign in at the hotel when the bomb went off. So she was closer to the bomber than they were. Yes, yes, she was killed instantly. He had a heart attack as a result of the bomb and died a day later. I always wonder if people take any comfort in. The fact that someone they love is gone forever, but at least they died instantly. Does that mean anything to you? I don't know. Believe me. We all lose loved ones, and it is so painful. And I don't know, because the first news I got was that she had been injured, not killed. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I had hope at that point. But once it's final, well, then you don't have hope for that anymore. No. So we're all reacting to what Jordan decided to do in a response to the... The terrible death of a Jordanian pilot, but your reaction is going to be different than almost anybody else in the world because this is a moment of justice for you. Well, not really. Yes, it brings it all up again. And yes, I hated her, that woman, when I saw her on the television because I went to Lebanon immediately, of course, for the funerals and all of that when it happened. And I saw this woman on television saying in Arabic, I wish we killed more. I'm sorry my bomb didn't go off. So, yes, I had a special uh, knot in my stomach for that woman, for hate, hating her. But when it comes to today, 2015, honestly, I would with pleasure give her up for the innocent Jordanian pilot that was killed so horribly. And my heart goes out to his family. He was martyred. He was burned to death. I mean, I couldn't see the stuff on CNN and they wouldn't even show the full full horror of it, but I would gladly give up that uh, that woman for in exchange for him and the Japanese journalist that was also beheaded. I think I have a pretty good idea where your daughter got that humanitarian streak because uh, if anyone could have asked for justice or revenge, it would have been you. But you would have traded all of that, let the woman go free, just to save that Jordanian pilot, a man you've never met. Absolutely. That's today. This is 2015, you know. I mean, my heart is broken, and you can hear in my voice I can hardly speak, but still the fact is that we have to move on. We have to forgive. We have to help the ones we can save today, and unfortunately we couldn't save them. What do you think this country and other countries should be doing about terrorism, given 
how you lost your daughter. Do you have any special feeling about the politics of that, or do you just not concern yourself with it? Uh, it's very, very sorrowful to me to know that the, we can't, shut them down. We can't get ISIS shut down. They have infiltrated the entire world, I think, in every country, and they are a special sect, uh, Al-Qaeda and, and uh, these, all of these. Them. Those are not Muslims. Muslims are uh, kind, religious, God-fearing people like Christians. Now, they're not Christians. I understand the difference, but the fact is uh, one of Rima's best friends was uh, her full-time job was doing charity for women and children in a mosque in Tripoli, Lebanon. And ISIS blew it up. They killed their own people. You know, it's crazy. I, I wish they could be stopped. I don't see how the world can stop them, co- coalition of countries or not. Well, I think you made this story uh, all too real for everybody listening. And our thoughts are with you on a day like today. Well, thank you. Thanks for talking to us. Bye. An amazing woman lives here in Los Angeles who lost family in Jordan's 9-11 attacks. 57 people killed multiple attacks throughout Amman in hotels. Uh, Patty Akkad is her name. Incredible woman, no doubt about that. All right, coming up next, uh, I'm going to tell you a story which guaranteed will have every man looking at his ring finger and every wo- woman looking at a man's ring finger. That's next. Stop looking at your ring finger. Huh. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll. Just talking to uh, one of our colleagues here. You know, you think, a lot of people think when you have the cold, it's the flu. Oh, I have the flu, the flu, the flu. I'm pretty sure what uh, what struck me this week is a cold. It's a nasty one, but it's a cold. The flu can be really bad. I just said to him, Jeff, I haven't seen you around in days. Where have you been? I see you for five days with the flu. Wow. Intensive care. Five days. They couldn't stabilize his blood pressure. Unbelievable. Could have died. The and this is a guy, died. by the way, who's in great shape. He's I don't I, I don't even think he's forty years old. He's in really in good shape. Great shape. He's young, yeah. Peak of his health. Almost lost the guy. By the time he got to uh ER, he was ninety percent dehydrated. They couldn't stabilize his blood pressure. Five days in ICU. The flu can be a killer. Mm-hmm. And this is the one year he didn't get the vaccine. Oh. <laughs> and he usually does. But it wasn't totally effective this year because they kind of missed the strain. Yeah, They have to predict which strain is going to be prevalent. They kind of missed it. Might have given them some protection. Might have helped a little bit, but uh, got to get those flu shots. I know they missed it this year, but usually they're close. So you really have to do yeah, This 911 dispatcher had a problem, and I think the problem began with a policy. This is Virginia. And he got a phone call, frantic call, about... A little boy who was dying. You, you have to hear this. Uh, do I have it on my computer now? I forget where it was. I can't find it. Oh, here it is. The 911 call. All right. So this guy is faced with a dilemma. Is he going to violate policy or try to save a kid's life? Oh, my God. My baby. My baby. What's wrong with your baby? I scooped him up in my arms. At that point, he was lifeless. And I yelled out to her, dial 911, dial 911, dial it now. 
Anybody there? No CPR. No, no. What do we do? It was at this crucial moment when dispatcher Tim Webb had a monumental decision to make. Webb knows CPR, but the Galax Police Department does not have emergency medical dispatch certification. But his chief said go ahead, and he took a leap of faith. Without some sort of life-saving measures, uh, the child would expire. I wasn't going to let that happen, even if it meant uh, being reprimanded. I'm not going to let you lose him. Put him, on, put him on your kitchen table, okay? Okay. All right, barely pinch his nose off and put your mouth over top of his mouth, and I need you to blow in it for just a second and see, okay? It was the scariest day of my life. All I could do was say a prayer over and over and over, please, God, don't take my son from me. It makes you realize why you get up, why you come to work, and why you do what you do. You didn't want to see that child expire. Wow. That's... The word expires. That's the most amazing thing I've heard in months. You know how you know a policy's wrong? Can't can't these people think it through? All you have to do is imagine, okay, we're in the situation where a baby's going to die if the mother doesn't perform CPR, and you know how to do it. Will you tell her or not tell her? No, no, our policy says unless you've been certified, you can't. If you know with common sense that every human being is going to violate that policy at that moment, why is it the policy? Why isn't it the policy of we haven't been certified, but if you know CPR, then go ahead and try to tell her. Not to mention the lawsuit that could result if someone follows the policy, I can't tell you how to do it, and the child dies. The lawsuit that results from that, how much money is going to get oh, paid Oh, no, out. they're too worried about the lawsuit that results if they tell them how to do it and right. the child doesn't live. I mean, that's all. it's, it's all about yeah. lawsuits. It's all about covering our butts. But, uh, of course, I don't even think it was a monumental decision. You know, the way the reporter, uh, he had a monumental decision to make. No, no. you don't. I know how to do CPR. I'm going to tell this mother, if they fire me, they fire me. I'm going to help you save this child's life. Okay, so Brian has us all looking at our ring fingers. Every man, look at your ring finger. Use this method to measure your testosterone level. You will need your fingers and a little free time. More hey. testosterone <laughs> exposure is linked to a longer How ring much finger. much free time? What am Researchers I doing? Researchers say ring finger length is determined as early as the 14th week of pregnancy. Step well, two, thanks, look Mom. at the difference between the length of your index or second finger and your ring or fourth finger. Yes, Step four, calculate your testosterone level. The longer your ring finger is in relation to your index finger, the more Ooh, testosterone you good. are exposed to in the womb. Conversely, yeah. a person with an index finger longer than the ring finger was exposed to more estrogen as a fetus. Mm. Step five, accept the results. The relative length of your fingers <laughs> is set it. before birth and remains it. the same throughout life. Did you know yeah. men produce 20 to 40 times the amount of testosterone? I, I'm doing okay. All right. So if, you're, if your ring finger is, okay. in essence, shorter than your index finger, you have the world's smallest peen. Yeah. Well, mine is longer. Look. Oh, well, you're Look, cheating. It's longer. You Mark, have... tell me. My ring finger, is it I longer think, than my index finger? I think uh, I'm pointing the wrong finger at yes, Mark. Yes, sir, whatever whatever you say, sir. Mine yes. is mine is longer. Mine's longer. I'm going to lie to you. It's not longer. by that much Todd, longer. It wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't about peen size. It no, no, no. About it, it's about if you're promiscuous level. and I did deeper okay, research. Okay, so, no, so it's the, it's the, the ring finger versus the nose-picking finger? Right, yeah. And not uh, the flip-off finger. I would say mine is a little longer. You know, you're you're just barely getting. There. This show always does such highbrow stuff. Yes. I just like, I'm a little intimidated coming in to do the crosstalk. I'm like OJ putting on the glove. Oh, oh, it doesn't fit. I noticed. I saw what <laughs> you were doing, Bill Carroll. I saw what you were doing. He, sh- he a little shrinkage. Mine are fine. Mine are fine. 
It doesn't. The length of the finger itself doesn't matter. I have little tiny fingers. It doesn't matter. It's relative to the other finger. It's hey, hey, hey. Hold up no need hand. to get so defensive, Bill. I'm pretty defensive. It doesn't matter. Okay, we're, we're with you. What do I care? I, it's long enough. I got two kids. <laughs> That's all that matters. You, you had enough. You had enough. I gave enough. To get the job done. Thompson Espinosa coming up next. We start at the Beverly Hills Hotel Grammy party, now derailed. We'll get into that controversy. Oh, yes, it's Sharia law. Uh, what? They've us. derailed the Grammy party because of Sharia law? Yes, they did, sir. And if you tune in, I'll explain the whole thing. <laughs> That'll take some and explaining. The, uh, we have a story with an um, uh, update on the commuter train accident, which is such a horrible thing in, in New York with um, ABC's Aaron Katerski. I was doing your accent, uh, your accent this morning. It was horrible. Like, Where does it come from? Horrible. Is that Washington? Oh, horrible. Northeast? That, horrible. It's that, horrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's the only trace of an accent I hear in you when you say horrible. You know, I, I, uh, I don't it's not know. horrible. It just is. It is what it is. I think it would be horrible, but but when I extended it, maybe it sounded a little awkward or different. Or, <laughs> I don't uh, know. I always took it out. I'm anyway, bored now, guys. Yeah, me yeah, too. Me too. <laughs> Beverly Hills Hotel boycott next. Over Sharia law. Oh, <laughs> I know this story. Okay, enough, I put Bill. it together in my own yeah, head. Great. Bravo, I don't need Bill. Thompson Espinosa. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know what it is. Great. I'm going to say it off the air. I'll be over here if you need me. Okay, that's coming up. Thompson (laughs) Espinosa, Bill Carroll, KFI AM 640.